Hello, friends. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. True believers, guess what? It's another Thursday night on Twitch, which means it's Enough time said. for some... Wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavog, and we have an absolute hot one for you tonight and another special guest. This week, we are joined not only by myself, not only by Mr. Dan Cole, but Mr. Brian Watson, who, if you have checked out the stream before and checked out the Atlantic City Open coverage we did, helped me commentate a game at one point during said event. Yeah. And was the T.O. for that event. What? And I I might be speaking out of turn here, but I believe (laughs) the originator of the tactical rock from Midgard Games and the New England Marvel Crisis Protocol Group. Brian, how are you? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. I don't own all. I don't own the New England group, by the the way, but it it is kind of my backyard and, and where I where I roam. So. But yes, the tactical rock is mine, and I will hold to that. If anyone <laughs> copies me, you're free to, but just know, just, just give them credit. Yeah. Credits too. That's all. That's all I ask. <laughs> but we have a bunch to go over this yeah. week. We are going to talk about mine and Dan's game from this past Monday right here on the Twitch for, oh yeah, the power phase. We're going to talk about a little blocky boy named Crimson Dynamo as well. If you do happen to be in the New England area, a what if tournament an event that is happening this Saturday, July 2nd. And we're going to talk about the new Challenger event rules and the timeline event stuff. There was actually some pretty massive release stuff this week. Yeah. uh, And we got a lot to go over. So let's jump right into it with hobby stuff. Hobby stuff. What has been hobby this week? Dan, have you you, uh, actively hobbied? I... Yeah, actually. Oh. Which doesn't happen every week, but it has this week. What uh, What would you say was one of the things that you hobbied? Uh, well, I've been getting into Star Wars Legion mm-hmm. uh, in addition to Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Uh, been, I love, obviously I love this game. I've been kind of hankering for uh, a larger scale game again. I don't want to get back into anything Warhammer right now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I don't even know what's going on with those games at the moment. But Legion is something I've had in my back pocket for a while. And with the release of the Shadow Collective stuff, it's gotten a lot more uh, eyes on it locally. And people have been playing it more. So I actually got to play a game, like a learning game last night. Heck yeah. It was super fun. I got clones. Uh, I bought up a bunch of clones and droids uh, a little over a year ago, and I sold my droids on eBay. So I bought a bunch of Wookiees yesterday. Oh. So I've been building Wookiees all day. Nice. nice. Yeah, so many Wookiees. I'm so excited to go just go every time I move them on the table. Just like Berserker Mirage whenever I have Wolverine. I think that's, a, that's the only thing you can do, really. Right? 
the whole turn, the whole activation of a Wookiee unit, I'll just be making Wookiee noises. <laughs> I mean, really, that's the entire allure of that unit, isn't it? Oh, just, yeah. The rules could be garbage, but I mean, as long as you get to make the noises. So I think they're fun. good, too. I don't know too much about the game yet, but I'm pretty sure they're actually pretty good. So I'm really excited to field a bunch of clones and as many Wookiees as possible. Mm. Uh, as for MCP stuff, did I just... Fin- oh, I put Annie Black Swan. I got her finished up to use on yeah. game Monday. Uh, I started on Supergiant. She's way more intimidating than Black Swan, though. She's got a lot of little intricate painting things to do, so she's, yeah. she's one I, I I need to be in the mood to paint black and white again. <laughs> I've done nothing but black painting clones, painting Black Swan and Supergiant. It was like nothing yeah. but black and white, and I was like, I need something different. I, I could see there being a little bit of fatigue there for that. Yeah. Um, I did some hobbying this week as well what that's right i heard this is a big deal this this is a (laughs) it's a huge deal actually (laughs) um i i didn't paint anything technically but kind of i i primed black swan nice wow so i you know i i got some hobby stuff from bearded dragon games online got some uh that new uh not new but i think it was gracier primer yeah and i one the light very light gray i went out to my garage oh where I left Black Swan. You have a garage. It's crazy. I do, right? I uh, had a garage. Because you have like four garages out there. They're I don't know. So they're not garages. They're sheds full of my dad's motorcycles. Oh, not garages. Oh, okay. Okay. You can't drive a car into any of them. But, That's not true. I guess you could drive a car into one of them. Yeah. But it's got tractors in it instead. Well, right. But my... my <laughs> that barely work. <laughs> my garage has a bunch of Tiernids in it, so I can't drive a car in it either. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it... Oh, the first right. part of what you said is true. You could drive a car into your garage. No, I can't because there's a bunch of junk in there. And got, you're like, right. Tables you're right. There. It wasn't. Well, there is a sports tables. There is a sports there, but it's mostly Adeptus Mechanicus, I guess, <laughs> is, is the thing. But anywho, um, so I, I primed her this week. Wow. Uh, I was very excited. I got some of that new primer and uh, I'm going to I'm going to probably try to paint her this week a little bit, a little bit. Nice. So, so Tim, as a as a a aspiring you know hobbyists and everything else did you remember to prime the underside of the model so here's the good news i forgot to attach her to the base in any way so uh oh shoot i blasted her right (laughs) off of it when i sprayed (laughs) it (laughs) so how what she just balanced on there and you just just went flying yep Excellent. Um, yeah, you she, are a noob. It's okay. She was up against like a plastic box, and yeah, I, I shook that thing up and blasted it, and she flew right off. And I was like, "Oh no!" So then I like picked her up by uh, the little uh, tendrily things that came off her, and I had paint all over my hands, and I was like in a rush, and I was like, "I don't know how yeah, to do this without spraying my hand directly either." I don't know what to do with my hands. So I just have you ever like as a kid? This might this is too specific of an example, <laughs> but. You know, like gotten some bug spray and like you're scared of bugs because you're six and then like a wasp comes up and you just like continue spraying it while it's on the ground and it's not dying yeah. because it's a wasp and they're invincible. Yeah. Especially so, bug spray it just repels them, doesn't actually hurt them. Correct. So it was it's just, just kind like, of like, ah, stop it. It just kind of was like moving around on the ground. And that's what Black Swan was doing as I was spraying her with primer. I got to see this. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Uh, Brian, how about you? Have you done any hopping <laughs> stuff this week? Uh, I have. I finished up the last five models I needed for the, the what if event mm. you know, on Saturday. Good. So I finished up Colossus. I painted X 23 honey badger, super giant and black swan. Whew. The honey badger. I was really kind of happy with because I like with like her hair and the way that her face was, I wanted to make her like a mopey angsty teenager. Yeah. Like she didn't want to be there. 
is just like hanging out in the Blackbird, just like listening to music, just not caring. Not to be confused so I, with a Moby as in Mobius teenager. Right. Yeah. Moby time. Yeah. Oh God. So so I I tried to as best I could was mimic a Nirvana t-shirt that she was wearing and I put her in jeans. Oh, and like I like like so it looked like she uh she dyed the tips of her hair blue and is just like I don't want to be with any of these stupid adults, I but like, like fine. I guess I'll go kill people. Like just not not wanting to deal with any of it. I need someone to start making like Gen 3 iPods that you could like put mm-hmm. in characters like belt pouches and have like the earbuds going up into their ears. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I did I did actually you paint, did? I I did paint like a little earbud in in the one ear that you could see because oh I was God, just that's like awesome. that's what you'd be doing the whole time. Just did not you share care. that on a Facebook group? Because that sounds super familiar. Uh Taylor did. Cause I because I showed him him. I showed him oh the the mini he's like can i put this on the discord i'm like yeah that's fine oh okay that's right Uh, right. so that's mine um and uh yeah so and i finished up again black swan and super giant super giant was really fun um doing her little like weird swirly things Uh, because i like to challenge myself i assembled it all and then i decided to paint it so that was a bad choice but i did it anyways so I have yeah. to say, I've been learning a lot from watching Taylor on Wednesdays, uh, mm-hmm. paint super giant yeah. uh, that he's been doing right here on the Twitch. He usually does that every Wednesday, get some uh, some hobbying done for some MCP. So usually he's good at self deprecating self deprecating humor, but he's an accomplished painter. He, very he much won't so. admit it. Yep. And I'm super glad to uh, I, I split the box with him and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to assemble something. I'm going to do Black Swan. Well, I said super giant at first. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> and then you looked at the model and was like, is that, is that really what you want to do, Tim? And I was like, oh, good point, Taylor. Yeah, I, I'll take it. We I'll need to talk about sub-assemblies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want that for your first model? So, are you sure? But he's been doing an incredible job over there. Mm. Um, but we have uh, some other cool stuff this week. <laughs> A lot of cool stuff this week. Last week, right before Dallas and Sarah came on, we got a little sneak peek about the Winter Guard. There's a bear. That's going to be coming out. He's the biggest bear. He's the biggest, drunkest bear. I specifically didn't say that, but... (laughs) (laughs) He's a bear. He's a bear man bear. Uh, I am... uh, Urza Major is one... Oh, so excited. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm super excited for all of these. And we got the card... Uh, this week for Crimson Dynamo. Oh man, uh, which is a character I expected someday. Not yeah, really excited for, but he's cool. And then I saw his card, and I was like, "Wow, okay, they yeah, he's really good." They did a very good job. So he is going to be the leader of the Winter Guard. And uh, listen, they they came out with a bang for these Winter Guard characters, starting Oof. with this, leading strong with Crimson Dynamo. Yeah, I mean, just we'll get to it, but just his leadership alone, I don't care about anything after that. So he's solid for threat. Let's uh, actually, Brian, what was your first reaction to them releasing this card? Did you expect a card so soon? And number two, what was your initial impression of Crimson Dynamo? I was not expecting this card uh, to be coming out so soon. Um, I thought that I thought this was going to be one of the weighted reveals for the the rescheduled mini extravaganza. Yep. Uh, I was kind of hoping that. Or I wasn't necessarily hoping. I was expecting that they were going to do like a panel 
where they're going to reveal the Winter Guard and then talk about, you know, some of like the design philosophies beside, but like around them and what they were trying to accomplish. Um, And looking over the card, it's a lot of just like, yep, 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 yep. Oh my God, that leadership. That's fun. (laughs) And then it's a lot of like, okay, all right, yeah. So they they do look really interesting. I can't wait to uh, lose a game complaining that I failed every push negation roll. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. uh, that's going to be great. Because like, if you look at it really quickly, you might just think like, oh, it's on a hit crit and wild. I don't get pushed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I got a 50-50 chance. Well, it's a, it's a crit wild and a block. So it's less than. Yeah. So it's like, uh, but I mean, even still, the removing conditions, like basically just having an affiliation that's immune to stagger, like <laughs> that alone is for, just great for real. Um, or anything, or incinerate, or really whatever's going out there. I, I absolutely love this affiliation ability. Yeah. Uh, Rubo in chat says that Crimson Dynamo looks like a budget Hulkbuster at least <laughs> in appearance, and honestly. I'm for it because I love Hulkbuster. And if I yeah. could have more tinier Hulkbusters running around, like I am into it. And that's kind of the I point will... of the character, too. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be the Russians em- emulating Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to the red. Uh, I think they nailed it. I love the look of this model. It looks like a Gen 1 Transformer. It does. Like Ironhide. Mm-hmm. Or I think yeah, the, the giant monster truck tires for, for shoulder pads. I yeah. find hilarious. It's so great. I was just looking at this. I'm like, he's got to be a transformer for like some sort of doom buggy. So like, that's all I can think of. We will get right into it. As far as stats, Mr. Dimitri Bukharin is going to have six stamina, short movement, size three, though, for mm-hmm. four threat with four, three, four, four defenses. I didn't realize he had four mystic defense until like two minutes ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's four, yeah. three, four. That, uh-huh. Okay, good. You, Real you good. You can't magic down a Russian Iron Man. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, for his builder, we do have Electric Blast. This is going to be Beam 4. It is an energy attack, Strength 5. So this is very similar to some of the other beams that we've seen. Beam 4, Strength 5. After each attack is resolved, you do gain a power, but it has Shock on a Wild, which is crowd control at its finest. I actually really like that. Yeah, if you remember Shaq. Correct. We do sometimes. Listen, <laughs> I remembered it 50% of the time. That rounds up to 100% of the time. Monday. <laughs> 50% is pretty good for it's, us for Shaq, to be fair. I only had two opportunities, and I remembered one of them. I, all right. I, I, I wasn't knocking you in particular. Was, so in general, we always forget Shaq. No, I was just, I, I like wanted an award. I was like, <laughs> I think I've remembered Shaq more in this game than I ever have before. Did you get airhorned for it. But oh, uh, a great, great builder. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Awesome. One power per uh, attack. Mm-hmm. After it's resolved, um, which is pretty standard for beams outside of beams with sap. Um, sorry, uh, chat said uh, he has four mystic defense due to lead paint used in the, in the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I like this remote person. Right. Really good. good. Okay. <laughs> uh, for his spender, a little bit less exciting homing rockets, uh, but it is range five, though. Yeah. Uh, strength yeah. five for two power. It ignores line of sight and the defending character does not benefit from cover and has explosive on a wild. So actually pretty similar, I think, to Iron Man's like. Almost exactly the same. Yep. I think it costs one more for some reason. I believe his is only one, but I might be thinking of something else. Uh, but this is one. of It's not flashy, but I think it's better. When you're trying to finish off people that aren't the direct target, doing yeah. more automatic damage mm-hmm. within two is sweet. Yeah. You know, if you're clustered up on gamma shelters, 
and you got one or two people with one left, like I do all the time, and he's just like, here goes a rocket, boom. I don't care if I do damage to the middle person. I'm going to take the other ones down. Yeah, exactly. That can be solid. So he's not a huge damage dealer based on these attacks. C- correct. I mean, a beam can be, but. Yeah, well, and yeah. So, and the thing I really like, too, about, about attacks like homing rockets is I actually really like against some of the super tough characters to just kind of start shipping away while yes. going after your main target, especially when you're clustered up on Gamma or Researcher or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. For the, and even... I was just going to say for the homing rockets, even that range five and ignoring line of sight and cover for those extract people that are just running away. If he's kind of around the around the middle of the field and he's got the durability to kind of hang out there, he will kind of give you a chance if they have like one or two stamina left to just send out some homing rockets. And then, you know, you might be able to drop off an extract from them. So it's no seven, eight die slam and spender but it's good and no, right. power which he correct yeah, can get very easily <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so for his affiliation ability for the winter guard we do have on un- the unbreakable red line so this is where we were talking before about effectively your team's now immune to stagger because at the start of an allied character's activation it may remove one special condition no powers expenditure <sighs> Just straight up, when it's their turn, listen, they're they're going to keep going. That lead paint has made them strong. Right? And that right there is a perfectly good leadership ability, I feel like. They could yeah. stop there, but there's more. Uh, so I completely agree. There's more. I Somebody like, said in our Discord, like, right away, like, he, either one of those could have been a perfectly good leadership ability, but he's got both. Mm-hmm. So the, the second part of this is when an allied character is contesting a secure objective and would be pushed, it may roll a die. On a crit, wild, or block result, it is not pushed. So three this indomitable three-eighths of the time. Kind of, yeah. So it's it's not throws, it's not places, it's just pushes. But still, they plant their feet in the ground and you're not moving that bear. So good. That bear will refuse to be moved. Mm. I love it. Both, I mean, wow. Like I was saying, like just his leadership. Yeah. He's already like way up there for leaders. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just hope the rest of the Winter Guard show up. Correct. Like rules wise. Yes. Uh, Brian, any thoughts immediately about who you want to be running with that affiliation ability? Um, A lot of pretty much really anybody. Yeah. I mean, anybody can benefit from it. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, a lot of. I don't know if you want to kind of just leverage the the durability mm-hmm. that he seems to to kind of encourage and just kind of go harder into it. Yeah. Um, but there are some characters that can be particularly susceptible to to like special conditions. You know, like one of the things that's kind of, or at least other people have said for thing for like really powerful characters like Hulk or She Hulk. Just throw a ton of best special conditions on them. Yep. And, you know, you'll eventually kind of wither them out. Um, you know, this can help with that. The the one thing with this though that could be a little bit a little bit on the downside is there are a lot of times where, you know, a team a, an opposing squad doesn't put out a lot of special conditions. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, or if you're like, oh, I'll play in Terrigen Mist because it, it gives out poison and I can remove it. It's like, OK, well, that's great. But you get affected by the poison in the cleanup phase. It's going to hit you in the power phase. 
So like it's still the poison's still gonna do its job. It's mm. so like, yeah, you'll be able to remove it, but it might come back on you. Um so, yeah, I, yeah, it, I feel that way about Demons Downtown too, right? Like, right. it's like, oh, I'm immune to uh, incinerate, but the characters that activate early in the round won't really exactly. be super affected about it. But it, it makes that yeah. that really important. Like, who am I activating first, and for the opponent too? Yeah, who do I need to target mm-hmm. before they get rid of that incinerate, or before they get rid of exactly. That it's it's going to make some really some really interesting decisions. Yes, um, you know, but I wonder if. If um, because I don't think I. Sorry, I should have thought of this ahead of time. But like, uh, like Crystal and Scarlet Witch, yeah. where you can't shake, you know, within three of them. Mm-hmm. Well, this, you know, uh, you can. They are still. Let's see. Yeah, because it's not part of a shake action. You can get around. Uh, Crystal and Scarlet Witches oh, uh, kind of yeah. while we're there within three. It because it specifies a shake, right? Not Right. It specifies when you're performing a shake action. You can't remove it. So That's this would so still good. work. Yeah. For those, you know, for those clutch, you know, crystal plays that, <laughs> that are the that yeah. are the bane of, of uh but I mean you could have you could have uh, a player who just particularly you know likes running high uh, status condition effect kind of teams, mm-hmm. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. like thrown out a ton of special conditions. Well, and um, like, like kind of you said before, some of the uh, the the stronger kind of beat sticks that can be susceptible heavily to special mm-hmm. conditions. Uh, Hulkbuster, who is not immune to anything, right? Uh, that's kind yeah. of one of the nice ways to be able to take him down. Put that stun, put that judgment, put whatever on him, so he's not going to be able to uh, to super punch me <laughs> every, every round. single time. Um, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of people that play really well with this particular affiliation. It's a nice one that's just good for pretty much anybody. Yeah, which not every leadership works that way, and and maybe makes people think twice about running demons downtown. That is is in fact a very popular one in a lot of rosters. Um, yeah, and the and we haven't gone into disruption field again or yet. Yeah, uh, but like even that, like. For for models that have like martial artists or or you know radar sense or um, you know like Black Panther's uh, vibranium armor mm-hmm. being well actually no that doesn't work because you're rerolling the attacker's dice correct that's what I meant to go for um, yeah removing wilds and disrupting a lot of the really big kind of like wacky wacky effects that need multiple effects mm-hmm. forcing them to reroll two of those. Yeah, can be can be huge for for preventing others from putting out you know special conditions and other stuff like that and just well and especially alive. yeah especially with some of the characters that we've seen come out recently like super giant being able to re-roll those two skulls that they really needed <laughs> to be able to KO or injure your Hulk uh, or really anything on a wild yeah is yeah it's it's like ask ask a web warrior player on how much they love witty banter. From Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and they will <laughs> yeah. tell you how much they love forcing people to re-roll wilds. <laughs> you know, real. Um, so jumping back into that card, he does have a activated superpower called Overcharge Capacitors. It costs zero power. It does take an action, but will gain him two power. 
And an, another active, and this is actually probably the biggest thing for him, yes. in, in my personal opinion anyway, is propulsion thrusters for two power. You may place this character within range two of its current position. This superpower can only be played once per turn. He's got a hop. He has a hop. <laughs> he's not going high, but he's going over there a little bit. A little bit more. Um, he's got a medium base, so. And to be able to Yep. Pull off two electrical blasts with beams, maybe even in between um, propulsion thrusters, mm. is, is very nice. It makes him actually a pretty mobile piece that will probably be attacking quite a bit. Yeah. So while he's not overwhelming you with a ton of heavy, heavy, heavy dice, he's probably going to be getting both attacks off most rounds. Maybe not every round, but most. No. And he's a nice durable piece. He's got the uh, carborundum matrix alloy, which is invulnerable yeah damage by one to a minimum of one mm -hmm. and then the disruption field uh works on him or another allied character uh is targeted by an enemy attack we were talking about a minute ago the enemy is within three of this character it may use a superpower for two power this character may reroll up to two of the attacker's dice so you get to choose which two dice then yes. right yep which yeah. is well yeah canceling wild effects um and the thing i i like too is that the only thing that needs to be within three of him is the enemy that's attacking. Yeah. So a right. Hawkeye could be firing at one of your very important pieces across the board, but if uh, Crimson Dynamo is within three, he's going to be rerolling those wilds for him. Which makes yeah, sense. So he's affecting the enemy with the disruption. Yeah. He's not making like a shield. He's just like messing with their vertigo or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one up there in, in the fight. You know, he's not he's not just want to be hanging back just shooting a little electrical blast and not engaging what other um, affiliations do we feel crimson dynamo is going to be great in and why are they steve rogers avengers <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopping that's always the answer right it's, it's, it really is it's hard not to say uh steve rogers avengers every time yeah one point uh propulsion thrusters and being able to disruption field pretty much all the time yeah for only one, one power oof. is awesome uh, I think he's also good in uh, Kingpin's Criminal Syndicate with Disruption Field and making yeah. it harder. Um, if he's sitting on a point with his six stamina and damage reduction, uh, good defenses, and mm -hmm. then he's uh, counting as two and making it harder to to get yeah. those wilds to push him or anything. Not only that, for for uh, cards like Kick Them While They're Down and stuff like that, too, uh, Criminal Syndicate doesn't have a whole ton of access to shock outside of like maybe Green Goblin. So... Kind of adds that in there as well. I don't think he does either. He's uh, incinerating poison. Oh, he yeah. doesn't either. Oh, got, gotcha. No. So, no. so even more so. I just assumed yeah. that if there was anyone that could, it would be Green Goblin. I mean, yeah, that's fair. If anybody could, it might be him. But yeah, yes, I, I like him there. And I, I think you're right there with that criminal syndicate not being able to be pushed off the point. So you're making sure you're counting for two effectively just being like, you know what, Shuri, I don't care. You know what I mean? Especially when you have a black bolt that gets pushed three times in the single activation. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. I'm wondering if if with him, I haven't I haven't done the the testing out yet, but I'm wondering if him either getting a discount from Steve or a power moved over from him for Inhumans. Yeah. If on turn one he well actually no that really wouldn't overly work, but. Because I was thinking if, if you might be able to use the propulsion thrusters and being able to get to a center extract, but then you wouldn't have the power to pick it up. Right. Um, but if there was a way to get two power or two power on him with the discount. So if you run him in Steve Avengers, yeah. if Wong could give him a power, 
Yep. Or if you wanted to use one of your restricted advanced R&Ds over to him, mm-hmm. if he could propulsion thruster himself forward, walk up, if he would be close enough to grab a centerline extract, and then being able to walk back away from it. Right. Um, do, I do wonder that if that's a possibility. That we, that we see a lot. Yeah, or like right. Angela and Amazing Spider-Man do all the time. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if that's a possibility, but I don't know. I, I love I love Steve Rogers' Avengers. I like, love them. They just, they're so, just, they just make everything so fun. I also really like them in uh, Midnight Suns. Oh, being able to, to bump in yeah. addition to the propulsion thruster yeah. and be able to benefit from, you know, a free like beam that. attack. Well, I guess that no, that's only Midnight Suns characters. Right. Okay. It's not what if all the time. Yeah. I like him in he's like humans. A, he's like a large Ant Man at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no. I like him in Ant Man's one of my favorite characters too. To throw a little bit of power on him. Yeah. Here, you know, he just needs a little the one or two more to be able to hop a, or disruption or propulsion thruster. I guess you should use his actual name and disruption field. Cause I feel like you're not going to be spending for homing rockets much. Right. So you're probably going to be spending his power on those abilities mm-hmm. more often. So just popping one extra power on him here and there from inhumans, I think could really do it. I actually kind of like him in web warriors as well. Being able to reroll your defense dice while also being able to reroll your attackers attack dice. Yeah, I think real has a yeah. really nice synergy, especially with, web warriors that that don't have a lot of just straight stat defenses he's kind of a really nice tank that would really kind of complement what they're lacking a little bit mm-hmm. yeah that would that would definitely be a a ridiculous combo of like oh i'm rerolling my attack guys and i'm also rerolling your attack. yeah like, ugh, just having them both together would just be a nightmare for some some folks just realized we missed one thing on his card what's that he has flight he does have flight so he's oh, like goodness. discount hulkbuster but He's he could fly. Correct. <laughs> Hulkbuster mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah, he's not. Quite, actually really important. Not quite built to take it, but you could argue that carbonadium matrix alloy might uh, be a little bit easier to uh, pull off since it's just it there just all happens. the time. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but yeah, we we've seen how that can be so important when it's like, oh shoot, there's things in my way and I can't get there because I have to move short. You know, flight is one of those that I think gets overlooked as just like, oh yeah. Half the characters have it, so it's not a big deal, but it kind of is. When you don't have it, it's like, oh, no. I mean, does it matter on him, though? He's a short mover. You know what I mean? He's always climbing. It doesn't matter where he's going. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that. That's fair. <laughs> I, I just thought about but, it, too. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, there is those rules that are on Storm and, and uh, yes, that's true. Bird yeah. of Prey from, from Sam Wilson. When you're so, I mean, it is one of those little things. Hard. You know, screw you, Craven. You can't take off his wall crawler. (laughs) All right. So speaking of um, my mistake earlier where I was like, oh, yeah, he can't, you know, benefit from Siege of Darkness because this is not the what if event. Mm -hmm. There, however, is going to be a what if event this Saturday at Midgar Games in Derry, New Hampshire. uh, That's going to be uh, a little bit of little bit of TOing happening from uh from Mr. Brian himself. Brian, I know that you are kind of infusing what if with a little bit of your own flavor. What what do you have going on this weekend? Yeah, so taking the concept of of what if and all of these characters and everything else, it kind of just ratcheting it up a little bit extra mm-hmm. um by what ifing some rules. Uh some core rules of the game. Oh roster building things, banner restricted lists. What have you? Nice. Um, so what I've done, and even things outside of it. Uh, so what I've done is 
I am going to be randomly assigning 20 characters throughout the whole gamut of MCP. They're going to have an additional wild card attached to them. Hmm. Uh, and I'm going to quickly go through what, what all those are now. So five characters are going to have symbiote cards that are from the Separation Anxiety oh, event. Oh, all right. So they'll be able to randomly draw one and attach it to that character. Okay. Um, That's super so. Cool. <laughs> I love. There's that. there's going to be two of them that you can rotate things on the ban and restricted list. We're going to use the standard timeline that has been out. People just need to rip off the bandaid and just. Yeah, I know some people can be grumpy about it, but they just need to. They'll be fine. Um, so they can pick a card, and this will affect everybody on the event. Okay, you can take a card that's not restricted, make it restricted, or you can pick a card that's restricted and ban it. Ooh. So if you want to just Ooh. be like, "Hey, for everyone who really likes Thanos," oh, by the way, I'm just gonna ban the space stone have fun <laughs> you know like just bye-bye i'm, I'm gonna ban patch up like yeah. i'm just we're gonna have no healing whatsoever like just Ooh. so two people will be able to do that um two people will get a card that once per event so once per out the three games mm -hmm. they're going to be able to choose the threat limit irregardless of whether they win the priority roll or not. Oh. And they don't have to pick the threat limit of the cards, of the crisis cards that are there. So anything between 14 and 20. Is on the table. I, I don't care. Like that. So right. it, it's, it's kind of a neat thing if you, if you have a team that you really want to try out. Mm -hmm. Or if like you're playing against a Dormammu player and you're just like, ha, 14. Let's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> because ouch um but then they run that you know that list that's uh dormammu and thanos <laughs> just yeah. hanging out right exactly the time. <laughs> um there's gonna be this one's kind of a combo so there's going to be two where you can instead of randomly drawing your extract or secure mm -hmm. you can just pick it all right you can just do that but you can't pick the same Crisis card more than once. So you'll be able to do one once per each of the three games. Okay. Or if you want to risk it, you can just draw randomly as normal. So you can do that. Um, there are two cards that will let you ban a character from the opponent's roster, Ooh. starting with the player who got priority. So it's kind of like a little mini Battle Realms. Yeah. Just kind of mixed in there. Okay. Um, two of them are going to let you once per game reuse a tactics card that you've spent for a non-restricted card. So web warriors could potentially double up and all webbed up. I'm not saying that that's a possibility, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it like like the event is called. You know, yeah. what if? Yeah. Um, and two of the cards will let. This is going to be attached to a specific character. Mm -hmm. We'll let people deploy that character within range four during deployment, not range three. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, and finally, finally, the last one is going to just be one of the four store credit prizes. Oh, so, I like so, that. yeah. So there's, there is no, this is an entirely casual event. 
if someone goes three and zero and like dominates somebody or like dominates the entire field, congratulations, you get nothing. Um, so the four prizes are one random character is going to be attached to the prize. Yep, I've already selected who that is. Figured it out. If <laughs> you'll have a bunch of spoilers there, uh, is it, is it Viper? <laughs> no, it is not Viper. Okay. <laughs> uh, Viper currently is not on my not on my list yet. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, so when they draw that draw that character, they're going to get an even split of the four prizes. That's awesome. So that one's going to be one. I'm going to be allowing a prediction, uh, mm. like. Think so people will be able to kind of almost like a March man is filling out your brackets kind of thing. Yeah. People are going to predict whatever the top five draft picks are going to be. Whoever gets closest to being correct is going to win one of the prizes. I like, so, like a jelly bean okay. jar. Cool. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be someone that's going to be trying to screw it up and will like draft, you know, Viper. Deadpool first and be like, ah, <laughs> hey, Viper we can all. get we can get into Viper and Steve Avenger. She's, she's, yeah, yeah. that's a point. Anyway, so <laughs> there are two more that I was keeping secret that I will reveal now. Okay. Ooh. And I'm not going to reveal again until Saturday. One of the prizes, the very first result, the very first game that gets finished, that's not a concession. The winner of that game is going to win one of the prizes. Mm, okay, it'll be like you know, first out of the gates, whatever. Yeah, we'll make it so come out swinging or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. The last one is kind of the opposite. So, well, not really as far as slow wise, but I'm going to take all the results. The only thing that I'm going to require are victory points and what round they finished. I'm going to go through all of the games. I'm going to try to find the game that was the closest as margins that went the longest. So basically like the tightest mm. game. Yeah. So like, and then the winner of that game is going to get one of the prizes. The knuckle. So exactly. So <laughs> there might be someone who tries to, you know, get to round six and only win by one VP. Like, Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those are, those are how I'm doing the four prizes. Um, and I thought I would get you guys, and if you want chat involved, Ooh. because chat. I have not given out characters for all of these cards. Okay. Like I have, I, I have, so wild cards are still in play. Um, so what I would like to do is would you, would you two, you two fine gentlemen, scholars of MCP that you are, <laughs> like to pick. <laughs> Uh, which character would be attached to one of the the player bands like the Battle Realms rule? Oh, Cassandra. No. Now, it, <laughs> now, well, here's the thing. Not not only the quote meta bad characters are going to get these. Right. Like, I was thinking I would, because she always gets her powers banned in our games. So yeah, that's she, very She's true. doing the banning this time. Yeah. It, you know, it could be that. It could be Scarlet <laughs> Witch because she's like warping reality around it. That character Ooh. doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, however you guys would want to do it is totally fine with me. I, Hell, you can put it on Thanos and just be like, ah. I would say so. Wong. If there's someone that knows martial <laughs> arts to just turn off somebody, 
It's long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just pressure kick point. him out of the existence. Yeah, just pressure point Thanos just onto the bench. <laughs> what do you or think? Like then? magic? She because she teleported Ooh, somebody to limbo yeah. or whatever, so they're not taking part. I dig that. Okay. All right. I'll throw magic in there. That's totally fine. Um, and then I have a question actually about one of the wild yes. cards. So uh-huh. the, the characters that get the symbiotes, mm-hmm. can they drop them and can they be picked up by the enemy or other? Characters? No, I, I don't want to get into that. Much. There's too much weirdness going on as is. Yeah. Because there could be a player that could legitimately have like three or four of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't want to get too crazy. All right. And obviously I'm going to make sure that, there will be no dual symbioted venom and carnage because mm. that <laughs> like we're awesome. gonna have some fun with this, but we're not gonna get too crazy. Yeah. Like let's not get too stupid. <laughs> um in the in the words of Weird Al though, dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. I, I am daring pretty much as is, you know, <laughs> with with some of this stuff. Um I mean Daredevil is my favorite character. Um, now, now let me ask you this, Brian. Were there mm-hmm. any wild cards that you came up with that you were really into at first, and you were like, you know what, that's too much. I gotta scale that back. It will create too much chaos. Uh, not anything of that note. Uh, nothing kind of that crazy. I was thinking about doing a secret Heimdall. So, oh. having having a proxy miniature. Yeah. Where so when they draft a character and it would be someone it would be on like Punisher, you right. know, or or whatever. But when they draft them, they would have Heimdall instead. And I would save that as an absolute surprise. Secret that yeah, that would be super- but uh because like we have all the rules for it and everything else. Yeah. Like I thought it would just be kind of fun. And especially where he's getting a lot of hype and there's a lot of a lot of kind of attention being drawn to him. Yeah, people I thought that would be really fun, but I was like I don't want to go to Staples and print out this card. It's fine. <laughs> right. So that was the thing that was kind of left on the cutting room floor, as it were. Um, so, yeah. So if chat has any ideas for a really fun symbiote, I am oh. more than willing to. I'm more than willing to hear them out. Raven's got an ice man. Yeah. He's got to rub it in uh, every time. Salt in the wound. Just gotta every do it. week. Sometimes twice uh. a week. So, and I don't know if anyone in chat has played uh, Separation Anxiety. Oh, it's so good. It is incredible. There are a lot of really, 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 really cool uh, symbiote effects in there. Mm. Yeah, I will be taking out uh, the Sonic Rifles. Mm -hmm. I will be taking out Venom and I will be taking out Carnage because... Yeah, that's fair. It's just kind of weird, but like... Some of the... uh, I should have brought the deck out with me and had kind of prepared, but like... Some of them just, you can give a character long. Yeah. So if people were just like, ah, throw in Juggernaut, that would be hilarious. Like, it's like a long moving Juggernaut. Like, uh, we saw not? that at Adepticon. Uh, we played a round of Separation Anxiety with Omnis Protocol. And I mm-hmm. think it was Taylor got the long moving one on a Venom. Nice. Yeah. Just darting around the board, pulling people all over the place. It was nuts. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, Rev Right Mad. Ben says uh, Red Goblin. Red, red goblin. goblin. So throwing one on the Green Goblin. 
Yeah, that, I can do that. Red Goblin looks awesome. Yeah, he does. I haven't read anything with him in it, but I know he looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, what was the, the final boss of the first PlayStation Spider-Man game was Carnage on a Dr. Octopus? What? Yeah. Really? The, like, I think I remember seeing something about that. You yeah. fight Carnage Please. and you beat him and he like drains into the floor onto the place where Dr. Octopus is being kept. Oh, that's awesome. And the final boss is you fleeing a blowing up building from Doc Octopus Carnage. Like through vents and stuff. Oh, that's super cool. It was it was pretty rad. I never played a lot of that game. It was so I didn't it was have it for some reason. Like way ahead of its time. I like played it on a demo disc and it was like the first Spider-Man game that had those really cool um, had like web swinging. The swinging like through the city and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, mm. I, what <laughs> this is the coolest thing I've ever done. I remember it was like the Spider-Man game for a long time yeah. until like basically until the Sony's yeah. Spider-Man on PS4. Yep. Was like the next one to like really match that same feeling again without just being the same game. Correct. Correct. So I don't have chat up, but are is is Green Goblin kind of being the general consensus? Or? It, yeah, it looks like a lot of Green Goblin. Someone else says Peter okay. Parker as well. Well, which Peter Parker? I'm sure they're probably meeting Corbox. No, uh, that would be my guess too. Uh, uh, Rubo, feel free to let us know. Do you mean the Amazing Spider-Man or just regular old Puny Parker? I can't wait to get Black Suit Spider-Man. Yeah, like I'm a kind of a what we haven't yet. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I would be I'd be fine with another Spider-Man if it was Symbiote Spider-Man. And I want him in the pose of the cover of Secret Wars number eight, the first appearance of the yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Uh, I love that cover. Brian, he does confirm OG Spider-Man, and Ooh. as does the Reverend Right Mad. Lockjaw. <laughs> well, <laughs> as <laughs> Symbiote lock lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rubo's They came into the chat hot tonight. Yeah, they did. A lot of great ideas. So is so for the for the PCN <laughs> gang mm-hmm. in chat, which I am slowly becoming more and more a part of, even though I don't say anything. Uh, I will throw in yes. Green Green Goblin and Quarter Peter Parker because that is that's just fun. Nice. <laughs> so both of those will be symbiotes. Um, I will be putting up in the. Um, Marvel Crisis Protocol in the England group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be kind of going through like the little top ten things that people got drafted. So if people want to follow along, see yeah. if any of their any of their picks got stuff got put in. Um, they could do so if they would like to. But yeah, well, thank you all. Some other uh, ones I'm that- sure some hilarity will will be will be had some other ones that chat throughout kind of here uh at the end just in case you wanted some backups and we do Mm -hmm. have lockjaw bullseye hella and colossus colossus Mm. with a symbiote would be that would look awesome right right i see the artwork now yeah for real or hell i mean hella she doesn't need it but oof that would be cool. You know what? Yeah. Screw it. We're doing it live. We're well, all five symbiotes are going to be decided this evening. I, I did. I did let some people know who might be playing on Saturday that we were going to be discussing this stuff. Yeah. So they're probably just writing all this stuff. Yeah. Down. Spoiler like, alert. Yes. Everyone's going to be um, for OG Parker. <laughs> so so Colossus is is hilarious. Lockjaw I find very funny. I don't think Bullseye um, needs it. He's already OP. Lockjaw is pretty. Yeah. Bullseye, Bullseye doesn't need the help. Yeah. Um, let's see. Bullseye MVP. Long to our help. You know what? I'm I'm gonna throw in Hella. Ella. Hey, hey, uh, hey. 
because yeah, because Hela will be kind of different. It'll be almost like her her goddess of death powers has just gotten really out of control. Yeah, really out of hand. So yeah, so so our five symbiotes are going to be Drax, which I decided ahead of time. Uh, Green <laughs> Goblin, Core Peter Parker, Colossus, and Hela, with uh with magic being the professional casual choice for one of the uh battle realm player bands mm. so yeah so this so saturday is going to be absolutely bananas and i can't wait so Same so what time does so this good. event start and where can they find information on how to get to and and where midgard games is so uh if you do a uh, a facebook search for midgard games and hobbies mm-hmm. uh it'll it'll show up there Unfortunately, uh, there was a little bit of a, of a family kind of, I don't want to necessarily, well, disruption might be a little bit of a good term. Um, so I thought that Saturday might have been getting canceled. Oh. And there's a thing with Facebook events where if you cancel the event on Facebook, there's yeah. no way to restore it. Mm. So oh, like okay. it'll it'll show on there that it's canceled, but it's really not. Um, and is, there, um, is 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 the uh, is the event on Longshanks? If people want to look for it, there? no, it is not on Longshanks. I can throw it on there really, really quickly. Okay. Um, but where it's, I I didn't want to put it necessarily in there because all the rounds are going to be randomized. Yeah, and I'm oh, not fair. really I'm not keeping track of like wins and losses and things, so I didn't really see the need to kind of put in you know, that kind of information or habit. And plus where, where it's going to be really wacky and weird. I didn't want any sort of like affiliation numbers to get skewed, even yeah. though it would be a drop at the ocean. Right. Really? You know what I mean? But like inputting all that stuff, I was like kind of not really in line with the spirit of the, of the event. So I didn't really make it. Um, I could, if, if people would really like to, like maybe I could throw in, um, the lists maybe that people drafted and any sort of weird kind of wild cards. Yeah. And there's well, if people want to follow along that way. Uh, that's something that I could do. Uh, so that's, it's definitely a possibility. I will let you guys know if I create it. So that way you can, you can share it. If, yeah, if folks like to follow one, along. one thing I'm always interested in from what if events and the kind of some of those more wilder, um, those systems that people make and, and formats is is seeing the the roster sheets afterwards to see what wild combinations people did in fact pull what tactics uh-huh. cards they used and, and things like that um one of the the really cool things that came out from amg this week actually specifically about events and, and tournaments was the challenger rules mm. um and this was kind of a a huge not not huge but very shake impactful up. yes a, a very official shakeup to uh, kind of the the whole field yeah um it is optional technically it is absolutely it's for organized play events and it's up to the to how they if they want to use these new guidelines or not and the the neat thing about this is you can and you can check it out at atomic mass games under their transmissions under the challenger events article uh, they have a pdf that effectively comes with a whole bunch of kind of standardized rules whether it's tokens rosters minis cards dice uh forgetting rules and whether what your um kind of not obligations but uh what your expectations are to be playing and to have an opponent and how you should kind of um 
resolve uh, things that are either errors or forgetting to use abilities or, or maze and mites and if you want to. Uh, it also gives a whole bunch of rules for event organizers, uh, giving basics for Swiss pairings and round times um, in addition to doing the cuts, how to end the end of match, and um, kind of some other baselines on uh, terrain and tiebreakers and the like. Mm. But very importantly, they added the timelines. Yeah, and, this is the huge thing. And, and this is, yeah, kind of kind of the very big part of this where there are kind of two modes as far as timelines uh, will be going uh, forward. We have standard and extended. This is actually pretty similar to a lot of other game systems that we see, whether it's uh, type two standard, it's kind of translates, whether it's Magic or, or Warhammer or any of these other games where it's kind of some of the more recent stuff. Uh, it is a slightly smaller pool, but a significantly tighter pool as far as balance. Mm hmm. Um, some of the older, more extreme stuff gets kind of rotated out and you have um, kind of a, a very nice, up-to-date, streamlined uh, pool of both characters, Crisis Eye and Tactics cards that you can use. There's also going to be the extended timeline, which is just straight up whatever you want. Guess what? Drop-off's back. Hey! Kaboom! And the, sta the timeline standard they've stated that will be in a cycle. Correct. Like just because yeah. those with the Spider-Man face tactics cards are not in standard right now doesn't mean they never will be again right like you'll be able to use right. med pack in the future it's fine and very importantly with the 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 2021 or was it the 2022 card pack that yes. came out the, a lot of those cards were reprinted so don't make the mistake i did where i was trying to run a uh in humans list this past week and i was like oh no all of these tactics cards have the spider-man symbol on it mm -hmm. but they have been re-released uh, in this pack, and you can still use them. And I believe AMG has even said, listen, if they still have the, the symbol on it, it's still a legal card. You can still use it. You don't right. have to have the the new card pack to have uh, to have a legal card to play. Right. As long as it's on the list of cards with that symbol, it is OK. They even said if you rather use a different card that has like, say, so the only one that's not in the current standard timeline are tactics cards with the Spider-Man symbol in the corner. Right. If you prefer the art on that versus a newer one, if they redid it with different art, like a promo card, mm -hmm. you can use that. And so like if you have a promo card with the Spider-Man thing on it, you can use that instead as long as it's on the list. Yeah. Which is cool. So yeah, there's a lot of cards that look initially look like they might be out, but are still actually available. The, let me go over the list of what is currently not, on the timeline yes right after this so there there's uh, a couple a handful of different symbols so there are in addition to the spider-man symbol you have thor's hammer the kind of the criminal syndicate building and uh the x-men axe mm -hmm. and the things that are kind of currently being rotated out of standard all characters are completely viable team tactics cards that have the spider-man symbol are gone crisis cards of any symbol are still available and infinity gem cards with the thor hammer are all still in standard as well which but is yeah, all of them which is all of them they, they they're the ones that they reprinted they did have the spider-man now they have the hammer yeah uh, i just realized you saying that the, the calling it the criminal syndicate buildings is like oh we kind of have like that kind of implies a symbol for criminal syndicate yeah. now yeah absolutely could, could be Maybe. what it represents i don't it works yeah because it's like street level villains and what's what's a fun interesting little design space for them Imagine, well, I doubt that they would do this, but if they make more Infinity Gems, if they wanted to make 
like a different reality stone. Yeah. They could attach it to a different set. Yeah, absolutely. So you wouldn't have to worry. You could potentially not have to worry about them in the same spot. I like that a lot. So, well, and we so, saw in the Loki show, you know, there's people that just have desk drawers filled with them. Who knows what those yeah. other reality gems <laughs> could be doing? Right. That area. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a gem from a different universe. That works. Correct. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? What if it's the reality gem from Earth 682753? Right. Which, as we all know, is the reality gem that makes it so that everybody uh, has hot dogs for fingers. They do. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> all right. So, Whoa. rotated out cards for timeline standard currently. These are all the Tactics cards that only have the Spider Man symbol, have not been reprinted with anything else. Mm-hmm. We got drop off. So, it's still not, not allowed. Uh, seeing red, battle lust, all you've got. Field dressing, technical analysis, med pack, which is one that we saw. A med ton pack of and field ACO. dressing being gone are, are kind of big deal. Yeah. I actually really like it. Real big. Uh, unearthly rage, blind obsession, no escape, reversal, hired muscle, acute senses, climbing gear, which I'm sad about because I just started to use that card yeah. regularly. Uh, extreme conditioning, heavy ordnance, rocket boots, web barrier, and my personal favorite on this list, bitter rivals. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you enjoying it. I won't have to deal with it part. for a few months, however long these cycles are. Uh, and then there's a whole new restricted list because some of those cards that were restricted aren't even in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have act new. We have two infinity gems on the restricted list. Yes. Reality and space, which is really interesting. It kind of hurts. Obviously, it hurts Blackwater a bit more than others. Yep. But um I don't know. Oh, well, I guess. Uh, also, <laughs> um, we have advanced R&D. Uh, Brace for Impact is still there. Disarm. Uh, Indomitable, Indomitable is still there because it's a pretty new card. Uh, Patch Up is still around, but it's restricted and sacrifice. So a lot of the real defensive and healing cards are yeah. not allowed or re- uh, restricted in Timeline Standard. And then for we actually have two banned cards for timeline standard, which Tim is very happy about that they've limited how many cards are banned yes. on the actual banned list. Uh, we have panic grips as evacuation efforts continue. The crisis card, which has been banned for a while, they decided it was just too much. Yeah, what was it scoring six VP? From yeah, getting from, rid of the from being able to evacuate. One. Yeah, and then they also added Wakandan herbs. And we've seen this recently with a, with a, with a lot of different things. That is that there are some kind of crazy effects that happen with some of the more recent characters, and very specifically some of the characters that have been updated, uh, like Winter Soldier, that can do some kind of gnarly things on Wakandan herbs. Um, yeah. So I, I do I do like this a lot. And the thing I will say is there's a lot of like regular like you have to take these tactics cards in yes. this list that I really like seeing them gone. While I don't normally like seeing uh, like banned cards and stuff uh, in, in general rotations uh, of sets. I'm actually very, very fine with because I like it. I like heavy meta changes yeah. and they're still available and extended. Yes. And uh, again, this is only this is optional for correct for organized play. If you're just playing at your table, play whatever you want. Like you mm-hmm. didn't have you could have been using drop off for the last two years. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is up to the the EO they call it the event organizer. Yeah. Organized play events. We are going to be incorporating it in our games just because mm-hmm. that's how we like to do things here. I like the idea of it being on a rotation. Uh, I'm really curious how long those rotations are going to be. Yes. Uh, and how the other sets will be affected when they are they going to read. So the calling it the card pack 2022 implies that they'll be doing that 
It seems regularly. like it'd be annually is the impression at least that I'm getting. So I'm curious how that'll affect the other card sets. So like the ones with X's, like, are you going to be able to play X-Men if most of their cards aren't allowed in standard? Like that, that's, uh, you know, kind of a problem for the future, I guess, to see how they deal with it. Well, probably in the same way where they just reprint them in those card packs that's and they'll be legal thinking. going forward. Uh, this yeah. And this totally fits AMG's whole like belief uh, in game design yeah. where they don't want people to take the same you know, eight out of 10 cards every roster and then switch out a couple character or yep. affiliation specific. So this allows them to kind of push to the side in organized events, those cards that are just taken all the time. Yes. And limit those. And I like how they didn't just move Indomitable there. They just restricted it because like going through ACO lists, mm -hmm. almost every single one had Indomitable. Correct. And Brace for Impact. Because it wasn't restricted. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So like that one and do you know who i am because almost everybody had juggernaut <laughs> i was typing up the list for the youtube videos of our streams of those games and yeah. it was like wow indomitable and do you know who i am again mm -hmm. so often yeah. so like i i'm fine with that one being on the restricted i use it for the first time and it is hugely powerful well and, and just in general too i feel like when a game has that feeling of like well i have to do this to get rid of this thing that i know they're going to have because yes. everyone takes it specifically with brace or indomitable yes. uh being able to rotate those out put them on restricted so you can still bring it but it is a commitment uh, is absolutely the way to go there i don't mind it at all um, i know a lot of people are are kind of upset about this mm -hmm. i think because they have to change what they what they usually do correct or i know some people are a little upset that it's like with the card pack release i don't know how, how if it matches up perfectly with the change here like uh i was talking with taylor about like does the card pack come with all the legal cards and i was like i yes. don't know like not all, all of them but everything that is legal is in that card pack right yeah everything in the pack is legal i don't think it has every single legal card at the moment Right, it'd just be too much for the pack. Yeah. Um. So they do, you know, not everybody has Any, every box like we do. <laughs> correct. Well, anything that would be reprinted that would have the Spider-Man symbol that is in fact still legal is in there, and that's the most important part of it. Right. Not every card has to be in there, but Agreed. if you are changing how some things are going to be perceived, and by keeping them fresh and standard, that's the place to do them. And they did that. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, Reverend Wright Matt also said uh, the gems being restricted kind of helps Thanos splashing everywhere because that not I wouldn't say a problem, but something that we saw very regularly where yes. it's like, oh, we're playing 14. Well, I brought Thanos, so I'm going to be running that, that hyper focus kill list. I went up against that it was Magneto, Thanos and Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what What do I do? <laughs> Just everything everybody was gone so let's let's go around real quick what is one card that you are happy to see rotated out of standard and what one do you feel like you're going to kind of miss a little bit i'll start out to give you guys just a little bit of time uh blind obsession was one that uh similar to dan uh had kind of just gotten the hang of using and <laughs> kind of throwing it in lists all the time little sad to see that one go uh field dressing though uh bye Goodbye. Same yeah. with Mad Pack, honestly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm happy to see Bitter Rivals go uh, just because I think it's too strong. I think it should just be a ratted. Um, the other ones I don't really care that much about. I'm I'm sad to see uh, seeing Red go. Yeah. I just had that used against me recently by Steve uh, from Power Word Nerd. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, I've been sleeping on that card. I need to take that. And now it's not in the timeline. 
And yep. it's like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, well. And especially with grunts kind of showing up, you had so many characters just yeah. KOing all the time yeah, that you could trigger off real. of it. Well, there was a really cool um, interaction, and maybe it was in your game with Steve, where uh, he was deciding whether to use Seeing Red or Got Your Back with Winter Soldier, and it was like, I actually really like that there was options there. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, th- like, I think he did. I think he did Seeing Red with Mysterio, and then also Got Your Back with Winter Soldier because he. Mm-hmm. I remember he did a lot of damage that round. But what about you, Brian? What are you happy to see go, and what are you sad to see go? Uh, I'm sad to see Climbing Gear go. Yep. Uh, I I really dug that one card. Rubo in chat um, agrees with you, by the way. Yeah, I I'm kind I'm the one that I'm most glad to see go would, would also be field dressing. Yeah, okay. because there's there's nothing like putting in all that work uh-huh. to take down any X character and just have them field dressing back up. Uh, also, another little fun thing with not having to worry about field dressing is like dazing characters. You don't have to sit there and go, oh, well, I, I also put slow on them and incinerate on them and all these little special conditions. Yeah. Because you can just kind of like, well, there's no way they're coming back. So like those special conditions Correct. don't really matter, even though you <laughs> technically should still put them down. Um, but not having to like, no, I got to make sure that those are on there in case you feel dressing them. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like don't just automatically assume anything. So um what are now for me there was a couple that i was surprised weren't added to the restricted list especially with the space gem and the reality reality i kind of expected the mind gem to be on there with them would that but maybe that would have been too many gems to put on there you're restricting half of the gems like that is a lot hurts black order when most of the characters can take gems and most of them do right and and the reality gem I certainly see just that I mean it's 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 bolted on like uh, neck bolts to Frankenstein onto uh, Corvus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I wonder if that was if be. that was part of the reasoning. Yeah. Is so that you could spread it out to multiple characters. Again, um, seeing the same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. It, not a sign of bad design, but a sign of something needs a, a tweak. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, and and very specifically too, there there was. There wasn't a lot to work with specifically. There just there wasn't a lot of characters out for Black Order. Now that they've gotten Black Swan and Super Giant, restricting those kind of feels like the right time to do it because they were a little strong, and they kind of have some new toys to play around it. So arguably got better. Correct. Yeah, very much so. I still am excited to try out Thanos Black Order. Now, Brian, as as a TO. What are mm-hmm. some of the the bigger, more most impactful things for you in the uh, challenger uh, kind of the PDF drop? What what are the big takeaways um, for someone that that runs a lot of tournaments and will be running even more, especially uh, what you did at ACO and uh, I believe in the future at LVO as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I did get officially onto the team, so I am very very excited. Congrats! Um, I hope to not to burn anything down. <laughs> so they're burning it with you i guess yeah <laughs> excellent uh there are five like four key points that are really kind of stuck out of like oh this is this is kind of interesting a just the document itself uh i i think is great for the game uh pretty convenient to be able to pull up on your phone as far as having all of these exactly in one spot yep. it's actually very nice uh one one of the things is the round timers are meant to be secret and they're variable. So it's not necessarily just 90 minutes. It could be up to, I think, 95. 
Oh. If, yeah. So what so what the event organizer should be doing is rolling five dice and for every crit and wild, they add a minute secretly onto that 90 minute round timer. So Oh, there it is. Huh. So usually I'll I'll I would like to give players kind of like about a five to ten minute warning of you know when the round timer is gonna be because so that way they know to finish up their rounds and kind of do away with that. But AMG wants uh time to be entirely secret. So that way you know it might help curb some some slow playing, you know, especially if they don't know exactly it's gonna be 90 minutes. It, they could kind of it can mess with that a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, EO should never tell the players the remaining time in the round. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I actually so. really like that a lot. That's a, a, a very in brand or like kind of in feeling of um, yes, MCP compared to like round timers or something like that. That adds a lot of stress to a lot of people. This makes it be like I need to be playing my turn. I need to be playing my rounds because I don't know when this is going to right. end. And that. A little bit later, uh, for end of match clarifications, um, this says you can end in a couple different ways with victory, of course, or time. If the round timer runs out, the players finish the current round. After mm-hmm. the cleanup phase, the player with the most VPs is considered the winner. If they're tied, it's a draw. I actually like so that a lot. We, we talked about that a lot at a, a couple of events recently, that how do we do end of time? Do Is it mm-hmm. hard dice down? Is it do you finish that? like back like everybody yeah. has the same amount of activations that last round this specifies even if time runs out you get to finish the whole round mm-hmm. which yeah. i i like i think that's kind same. of i agree with that yep uh I, well, oh don't go ahead i think that's the best way to do it personally as far as making people not feel like they they didn't do something in their last activation and then time just ended and i i, yeah. I very much like the feeling that both a winner and loser could potentially have from being able to finish out the round versus just yeah. dropping dice right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other subtle things that I noticed, uh, events are not necessarily stopped. Well, don't have to be stopped once a single undefeated player has been established. Mm-hmm. So if there's a part on here that talks about progression cuts and they have this little chart, where they kind of suggest basically anyone that is playing under 64 players at an event plays four rounds. Mm-hmm. So if you have, so like a lot of traditional kind of tournament setups will be, let's say you have eight players, you owe, you need three rounds to typically establish a single undefeated player, and then you stop. Mm-hmm. So what this kind of allows is if you're going four rounds with eight players, someone could go three and oh, someone could be at two and one. You play that fourth round, now all the pressure is on that three and oh guy. Yeah. Because if they go three and one, and then the two and two and one guy also goes three and one, now you start going into tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. So it does add, you know, people might say, oh, well, that's unfair to the undefeated player but it does add a lot more excitement to everybody else. Correct. Um, and also, you know, more games is more fun. So, right. You know, so if you have kind of like smaller, smaller events or stuff like that, you don't just have to 
there isn't a set way of like, as soon as you get to one undefeated player, you're done. Right. And you don't have to go into that, into that realm. Well, and it leans into that, that feeling of Marvel crisis protocol in general, where you're never really out of it. There's always Mm -hmm. a little bit of a chance. You got that spark of hope. You got a fistful of dice and a pocket full of dreams, which means you have a fighting chance. And I I really like that. They've been able to instill that into the organized play rules as well. So, and leading into my last point that, that is interesting going into tiebreakers. Yes. Uh, I'm very have, excited to hear yeah, you explain these. Just read. So they had a a formalized way of how tiebreakers work. So first set of tiebreakers are strengths of schedule, which, as we talked about on Longshanks, Longshanks has a system that generates strength of schedule for you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this strength of schedule reads as the following: Try to follow along. Uh, a player's a player's strength of schedule is calculated by defining each player's total event points by the number of rounds that that opponent has played then adding the result for each opponent played together then dividing it that total by the number of opponents the player has played so you're getting an average event point for every opponent that you've played for strength of schedule yeah so yes so so basically how it will work is that everyone's Everyone's scheduled. So let's say it's a four-round tournament. So each win nets you three uh, event points. Mm-hmm. So the person who would go 4-0 would have a total of 12 divided by the four games that they played. Their strength of schedule for themselves would be a three. And then someone who went 3-1, and one, I believe, is like 2.25. Somebody who went 2-2 two and two is like one and a half. Okay. Somebody who went one of the, you know, and it kind of goes down that way. Yeah. Oh, event and then you add okay. those points of all of your opponents together, average those out, and you get a number somewhere in like kind of around like one to three. A lot of decimals in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, because I did as a as a test to see if this would generate different results than what Longshanks does. I went back through the events results from Atlantic City Open on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I redid all the strength of schedule all over again. And there were there were a few significant changes. Uh, second and third would have swapped. Okay. Under these rules. Interesting. Um, so people might want to get... I, I have plans for myself to try to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking be- about... I'm thinking about making an Excel sheet that would like a chart that would say, oh, this is how many rounds you had. This is how many events, event points the person scored. This is what their personal strength of schedule is. Hmm. That way you don't have to calculate it every time. Yeah. And I, then it might I make it a little bit faster. Longshanks didn't come out with, especially because uh, it's game type based, having yeah. that strength of schedule be based off of these rules. Yeah. I, I hope that. Because they have they have a uh, drop downs yeah. of how you want to have your first one. If they just put like challenger strength of schedule yep. and put this in, I think that would be fabulous. One hundred percent. But yeah, and then they go into and then the second tiebreaker is uh, total victory points scored. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Uh, the reason why I don't like total victory points scored for as a first tiebreaker is it. It can potentially it it 
if you say it ahead of time, like this is what we're going to do. It can affect uh, how people. It, it, it affects yeah. affiliations. It affects what crisis people bring. You know, like it it makes its own little weird meta, not a true representation of everything right. that MCP has to offer. So, but as a second tiebreaker, I think it's fine. Yep. Um, and then the last one for a third tiebreaker, just randomize it. I mean, if you need to get to that point, you may as well. Yeah. <laughs> Add, adding more and more layers at, at that point, like, it's fine. Like, you kind of got to gotta get results just done. Right. So um, NFL, we don't need a 15-point. Correct. You know. Well, exactly. especially with the number that you're generating for your event points kind of overall as your strength of schedule, it kind of makes strength of schedule its own very important deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that victory points afterwards kind of, very realistically should be all you need at that yeah. point. The, the chances yeah. of somebody having the same strength of schedule value is already pretty low. And then also saying they also score the same amount of VPs throughout those four games or whatever. Yeah. Like that's super right. low. Yeah, exactly. So one thing I thought was funny in the document, they pretty much hinted that you should only be using 3d terrain. Yeah. <laughs> like, like none of these like flat tables, with, you know, just cardboard cutouts of different colors and each color is a size. Not that I've thought about it for larger events that I didn't have enough terrain for. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I know the game is meant to be 2D. Yeah. Uh, as far as like a lot of the terrain and stuff, but it is, I thought it was kind of a nice little subtle thing of like, hey, still, let's not make the game look silly. Well, and, and <laughs> you know, very legitimately, oh. one of the fun things about this game is picking up a building and a car and trash cans and throwing it at your opponent. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, throwing it's an not index as fun card as... that is representing a, a exactly. bookstore is nowhere near as fun. A blue rectangle made out of construction paper does Correct. not have the same weight. <laughs> it, it does not create the same ruckus that needs to be rocked. No. no. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I think this is generally a very, very positive document, and I am glad. I'm glad that it is. Uh, yeah, it has come out. So. Well, and and one thing that that we've always seen from AMG is that they they try to create a very specific atmosphere with this game. I I don't think that this does anything but continue uh, that particular feeling. Um, by making this a fun game that anyone can pick up and play that anyone should very realistically now be able to run tournaments and have kind of some of those questions answered, Mm -hmm. especially if they were looking for answers for those questions to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. Very much like to see where this game goes, whether this becomes an annual thing or maybe it's every couple of years. We don't know at this point, but what we do know is that it seems like they like to step in when it needs to be addressed. And as things get a little stagnant, we we know for a fact that they're going to go in there and shake it up a little bit to make sure that ruckuses are happening at mm-hmm. uh at, at a very appropriate ruckening level proper ruck- yeah. ruckuses intervals mm-hmm. the 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 old uh prl the the proper ruckening level <laughs> lots of of ruckai correct whatever, whatever the plural of ruckus yeah, yeah. ruckus exactly. i think you add a v in there like wolves it'd be like yeah. ruck Ruckles. A wreckage of ruckles. A wreckage of ruckles. Ooh, I actually really like that. Moose. Green moose guavages. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, be ruckies, I guess. Yeah. Mm. 
That's true. But guys, that's Dallas on our next time we interview him. <laughs> I think that will be it for us this week. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Very excited to see you at LVO as well. And potentially mm. some other events coming up here over the next few months. I didn't want to say one no quick idea. thing about LVO. Rubo in the chat was saying, uh, so I suddenly want to qualify for LVO now. You don't have to qualify to LVO to get into nope. the tournament. They are going to be adding more tickets uh, over time until January when it happens. Uh, so go to FrontlineGaming.org and find the, the event page for the MCP stuff. And you have to click a notification to get notification emails when tickets go up. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to know that they're not going to. I don't think they're like announcing. Correct. It. There's, there's, there's no wait list. Served, yep. But you can still get tickets as long as you go there and get that notification clicked. And uh, Mr. Brian, is there another LVO event that you are aware of that people might be able to uh, to check out? Uh, I I maybe happen to be aware of one that I might be running Ooh. on August 27th at Midgard Games in Derry, New Hampshire. Ooh. Location of the It movies. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's fun. It's just, just stay away, from, Georgie. Just stay away from the sewer grates and yeah. everything's good. Oh, fair. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be running another LVO qualifier there. We're going to be expanding the the store a little bit and having 24 players instead of 16. Nice. Uh, there are rumors swirling of the Montreal Shark Tank might be coming down again oh. and <laughs> and stomping some Yanks, as I it like were. As, They're good. They are. Yeah. Um, and and I think. We're having some negotiations and possibly having some live streaming done at the event. Do you guys happen to know anything about that? You know what? We, we do. I think that we what? will, in fact, be there to stream that particular LVO I qualifier. Yeah. Crazy. I, plan I wonder if you guys are the same people I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. I do have a lot of different Facebooks that I try to make deals on with different people. So oh, at least God, three of the people go. you're talking to are me. Crimson. Yellow. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so August is gonna be August is gonna be fun. I'm really, really excited for it. That's super. Um, cool. We're really first, excited to, to be there, and super excited that the the Montreal Shark Tank will be there too. That's actually really exciting. I, I hope so. We're watching them. Yeah, it's it's early. <laughs> it's early days, but they have they have a couple months to kind of get together and and uh, and sort out all the logistics and stuff. But yeah, no the 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 idea of the teasing. Yeah, of, uh, of them coming down is is great. So, well, that is awesome. Than Atlantic City for them, yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, but once again, Brian, thank you so much for being here. Make sure that if you are going to be in the New England area this particular weekend to check out Midgard Games, where you can play in the What If event that Brian will be running. Also, huh? this next Monday, one of the regulars from Midgard Games, uh, Dylan. Dylan Dyer yes, of Dr. Uh, D. Dr. D is going to be on Oh Yeah, The Power Phase playing against me this Monday with... We got a special guest, Noah Holds Bard. The Extended what? Rules. Oh, literally. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Drop-off is on the table. Drop-off is on the you table. No, take it, right? Tim, Tim, I... Because I want you to smash Dylan, because I find <laughs> it... He is, he is one of my Daredevil bros, and, you mm -hmm. know, we have that... We have that radar sense bond. Uh... After this goes off, I got some. I got a thing. 
All right. Beautiful. But make sure to check that out. That's this Monday. That'll be July 4th. And we're going to be running it a little bit earlier because we know people want to get out and they want to do whatever they're going to do on this upcoming Monday. So we will be running that at 2 p.m. instead of the normal 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the Twitch. So stop in to see Dr. D. Stop in to see me. And, uh, and we'll drop be playing. off. And drop off. Drop off yeah. is gonna be there. <laughs> who are you thinking for drop off, real quick? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't like looked at who I'm bringing at all. I just How know, does that card even work? I, I don't know. I know. I just know drop off's gonna be there. <laughs> probably gonna be crossbones. Tim, Tim don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Like it'll be good. All right. Beautiful guys. As always, <laughs> professionalcasual.com. Find all of our actual play podcasts and make sure to give us a sub, a little follow. Ski right here. Turn on that notification bell so that you can check out Monday for Oh Yeah, the Power Phase, Wednesday for Tactical Tailors, Hobby Hangout, and obviously Wait Did I Roll a Wild. If you're listening to the Wait Did I Roll a Wild podcast version, please don't hesitate to head over to Audible, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, letting us know who your favorite character is and why they're Bullseye. In addition, whole bunch of other stuff on the network on a regular basis, professionalcasual.com or facebook.com slash professionalcasual are the best ways to play it. And this video always goes on to the YouTube as well. Link is always in the show notes. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome.